What's up? Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for downloading, listening, subscribing. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you do while you're here. Uh, I'm excited for this episode because at the time of posting this episode, we are two weeks away from Thanksgiving, okay? Uh, And in the United States, once Thanksgiving rolls around, that means it is uh, pretty much uh, a nonstop slew of events and get-togethers and gatherings and big meals uh, and foods and drinks and fun with family and friends and you know the people that you care about, which is awesome. It's really one of the most fun times of year and one that I look forward to every single year. But from a health and fitness perspective, yeah, I mean, it causes some challenges. And uh, I thought, what better time than now to do a podcast episode on, you know, really how to not gain weight on a holiday, how to just manage your training and your nutrition effectively to help you navigate through this period of time as effectively as possible. Because, you know, if we're being honest, uh, the holiday season tends to be the time of year where, Um, At least people, you know, tend to gain weight at a more rapid pace. Really, if you look at human beings and how weight gain occurs, uh, we tend to just gain a little bit of weight every single year, year after year after year, which is why so many people get into, you know, their late 40s and 50s and find that they are very overweight or obese and need to make a change because you haven't addressed it for a long period of time. It's not normally the case where you have like one bad holiday season and uh, you gain 20 pounds over Thanksgiving and Christmas and then you have to go back to the drawing board. That's not typically how it operates. It's normally just a little bit of weight here and there every year for an extended period of time. But with that said, if you chunk out the year in terms of like where some of that weight gain occurs, um, you can see a fair percentage of it happen at the back end of the year because of everything that comes with fall and the holiday season. So uh, what I'm doing right now with a lot of my clients, uh, my one-on-one online fitness coaching clients, is we are having conversations about what is to come. Uh, Two weeks out from Thanksgiving, okay, what does Thanksgiving look like? for you? What does the period of time after Thanksgiving leading through the holiday season, obviously Christmas, New Year's, so many different holidays happen in the month of December uh, and into the beginning of January that uh, it's it's something to plan for now. It's something to talk about now and it's something to think about for you now so that you can put a game plan in place to hopefully help you balance things to have a really good time this holiday season And at the same time, not let your fitness, your training, your nutrition, your health and fitness goals go by the wayside. Um, And uh, that's really what we're going to talk about in today's episode is uh, a lot of the things I want you to think about, um, a lot of the things that I don't want you to do, uh, and in turn, then some strategies that you can possibly use to help make this a success. And planning is going to be a big aspect of this discussion where we talk about um, what's on the horizon here uh, with the holiday season upon us. So uh, I hope you find this episode helpful. If you do and uh, you would like 
like to leave a uh, five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast. That's unbelievably helpful to me. Um, It helps the podcast get in front of more people when it has more positive ratings and reviews. So if you can take a second to do that, I would really appreciate it. Um, And obviously, I I mentioned this at the beginning, if you're not subscribed, make sure you do subscribe. Uh, I have a podcast page on my website that has links to every single platform that I'm on. But in general, I'm on every single podcasting platform that you could imagine. So wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, That way you'll never miss another episode. I have a lot of cool stuff coming here down the pike uh, for the rest of this year uh, in terms of podcast episodes. And I'm thinking of uh, ticking the the what, what's the word I'm looking for the frequency up a little bit for the podcast in terms of how many episodes I'm publishing thinking of maybe going from one a week to two a week um, because I have uh, some you know larger topics that I want to dive into that 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 are you know so a lot of these episodes are kind of already planned um, I have some shorter clips that I want to share and if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time you've listened to some of the greatest hits episodes uh, so I have some of those on the way and then I have an idea for a, a podcast series called uh, TIL, which is just stands for things I've learned. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly reading articles, listening to podcasts and consuming content from the health and fitness industry that I'm often learning new things or having realizations or having, you know, memories and and remembering uh, things that maybe I hadn't thought about in a long while. Uh, And I've started to just jot down a bunch of those things, those things that I've learned or those things that I've remembered or you know, those aha moments I've had. And uh, I'd like to package some of those together in a series of podcast episodes moving forward. Um, You know, it's fun to create brand new content myself and put these podcast episodes together. But at the same time, it's cool to just share. uh, And I think it would be fun to just share some of the things that have been on my mind and some of the things that I've heard other people say, or I've seen other people write about. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming forward here uh, for the podcast, and I'm excited to to get some of that to you. So like I said, if you haven't subscribed, uh, make sure you do. Uh, And also I'll put this out there as the first early teaser. Um, Make sure that you are on my mailing list because I will be opening coaching applications back up at the beginning of the year, um, and I will be running a sale, and that sale is going to align with really the, the last time that I'm offering coaching at the current price. So uh, prices are going to be going up. And if you want to get in on a big discount, uh, that opportunity is going to be coming in January. I'll have much more information to share about that as the time draws nearer. But if you want to make sure that you get the details on that, and uh, you know, I only have a limited amount of people that I can work with. uh, So uh, if you want to make sure that you are able to get in on that opportunity, um, make sure you're on my mailing list because I will be communicating that information to my mailing list first. That's always the way things operate. Um, So yeah, would love to have you on the mailing list. Would love to have you subscribe and uh, would love to have you continue listening here as we dive into the topic, which is, uh, you know, really how to prepare for this holiday season, how to not gain weight over the holidays. Uh, So let's dive in. And I already kind of mentioned it, but you know, really what I want to do is talk a lot about planning and strategizing and and some of the things that you should be focused on uh, as we head into the holiday season. And, you know, again, this is 
two weeks out from uh, Thanksgiving when I'm publishing this episode. But um, this episode is not specifically about Thanksgiving. And I'll even use Thanksgiving as an example of some of the things we're going to talk through. But it's really, uh, you can apply all of this stuff that we're going to to talk about to any holiday. Uh, So no matter what you are going to be celebrating, you can apply this to any holiday. Because I want you to understand that there's a way to approach the holiday season. Uh, in a way that allows you to still have fun, have all the foods that come with this time of year, all the things that you love, uh, drinks, parties, doing all that stuff, uh, really being able to do whatever you want in the holiday season and still continue to have your progress, have your health, have your fitness tracking in the right direction. So, um, you know, this and another thing I already mentioned uh, briefly is that this stems from a lot of conversations I've been having with my clients. So um, what I normally and what I have been telling my clients these days is, you know, as we look forward to the holiday season and, and try to think about preparing and, and setting things up as best as we possibly can, uh, now is a time that's really an open book. Regardless of what you've been doing thus far, you know, if we've been in a calorie deficit to lose weight, if we've been, you know, on a specific muscle building phase, uh, if you've had very, you know, specific and intricate goals that you're trying to chase, whatever the case may be, uh, we we can do whatever we want with your training and nutrition and your habits right now because at the end of the day, the holiday season only happens once. And I would much rather you change things for a brief period of time if that's going to be best for you uh, and allow you to enjoy this period of time where you're probably going to see a lot of people that you only get to see once a year, uh, you know, and have those experiences and make those memories with family and friends. I'd much rather you be able to do all of that and then come back to whatever the goal is as opposed to like trying to slog your way through both and have fitness take away from the experience that you could have this time of year. So like if you've been constantly dieting, you don't have to continue to do that. I've said that to to a number of clients over the past week or so. Uh, We can move you to maintenance or we could even go in a slight calorie surplus for a period of time and, and, you know, transition, change our focus, try to build some muscle and take advantage of this uh, time of year, which, you know, getting in a calorie surplus is typically pretty easy in uh, November and December. Um, Things can even undulate based on what your weeks look like. So if you have a week, Thanksgiving is a great example where like Monday through Wednesday are pretty routine, but Thursday and Friday are going to be out of the routine. Well, you know, we can plan for that. We can set your training up and set your nutrition up in a way that aligns uh, with that type of schedule. And that may not adhere to what your normal routine looks like, but that's okay. We can get out of that normal routine for a little bit and still do things that are going to move you in the right direction. Your workout program can change. If you got a lot going on, we can reduce the amount of training days that you have right now um, and continue making progress. Doing a little bit less doesn't mean you'll see less progress. It just means we do things in a little bit of a different way. Or, you know, some people find that like since it's the holiday season, travel for work dies down. Um, You have more vacation time and you're spending more time at home. And, uh, you know, even the the office is probably closed over some of these holidays. You may have more time to dedicate to uh, training with your workouts. So maybe we can do a little bit more and we can have more fun in the gym and do some things that you haven't been able to do in a while. That's always an option as well. Um, And yeah, I mean, you could transition into a muscle building phase and take advantage of 
it being so easy to be in a calorie surplus this time of year. Like there's, like I said, it's an open book right now in terms of what you can do. Uh, and you can keep doing the exact same thing if it works, if things are relatively low key and routine. And if things aren't, there's so many different ways that we can slice things up to make sure that, you know, you're still doing the right things. Uh, you're still progressing uh, and you're still being intentional with your training and nutrition, but maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe we switch our, our focus for a little while and uh, that's perfectly fine. It's actually kind of healthy to have periods of time throughout the year where you almost approach your year in phases, right? Where for one phase of the year, you're going to be focused on fat loss. And then another phase of the year, you'll be focused on maintenance. And then another phase of the year, you'll be in a slight surplus trying to build muscle. That's actually really good to do across an entire year to help keep things fresh. Also help keep your body adapting in the best possible way. So um, it's it's not bad to change things up. And this is a period of time where you can do that if it's going to benefit you. So I want that to be very clear. And here's something else that I want to talk about. And this is something that I want you to remember and be aware of before we dive into some of the strategies that you can use. Uh, First and foremost, it is very hard to gain several pounds of body fat in a short period of time, okay? Uh, You would have to massively, massively, massively overeat. That is the one thing this time of year that messes with people the most is that like you have a big dinner, you have a big meal on a holiday, you step on the scale the next day and it's up five, six, seven pounds, and you think you gained five to seven pounds of body fat. And if you've listened to my podcast for any period of time, you know that that's not actually the case. Um, what we're talking about here is the scale spiking up based on a litany, a, 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 a wide array of factors. There are many, many things that play into why your weight goes up and down. And, and I talk about this all the time. Um, you know, it could be water retention. It, it often normally is predominantly water retention. So you're talking about having a bigger meal, having a meal that's outside of the normal scope of what you eat, different foods that you don't always have. Oftentimes, they'll be higher in carbs, higher in sodium, all that type of stuff is going to cause your body to retain more water. But if you get back to the normal routine, that water weight comes off pretty easily. Uh, Changes in hydration. When you're out of a routine, oftentimes your hydration levels will change. Um, And and I just said, when you're out of your routine, change it. Simply just changing your routine can cause the scale to go up or down based on a a number of reasons. Uh, And oftentimes, when we're talking about like a big meal that leads to your weight going up, we're also topic, talking about having more food weight in your system. And what I mean by that is uh, digestion It can get a little bit weird. And so you have more food sitting in your digestive tract. And if we just backtrack on all the things I just said, like more carbs, more sodium, more water retention, changes in hydration, changes to your routine, more food weight in your system, all of these things that I just talked about, when you step on the scale, the scale is telling you all of those things with one number. It's not telling you how much of each thing that you gained. And I know there are some scales out there. I even have one like the the, the BIA scale where you step on it and it tells you your bone density and your body fat mass and your water weight. And like, it would be great if that was accurate. Unfortunately, it's not. So you, you can't really pay attention to anything that a scale is going to tell you other than the number on the scale. And even that number on the scale comes with a lot of caveats that you're not going to get specific information about. So the, the reason I break all that down is because the scale does not measure body fat. The scale measures body weight. And there's so many 
aspects of your body that weigh, (laughs) that weigh weight, that come up in pounds when you step on the scale. Uh, So your bones, your ligaments, your joints, your muscle, body fat, sure, water weight, yes, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of those things I talked about. Food weight in your system is another one of them. So it's all going to show up on the scale and it's not an indication of whether you gained or lost body fat. And in fact, you know, this is kind of a rough number. You may or may not have heard like how much you need to eat to gain one pound of body fat. Uh, But like on average, uh, humans need to eat 3,500 calories above their maintenance, above your maintenance to gain one pound of body fat. So for example, my maintenance personally is right around 2,800 calories. So for me to gain one pound of body fat, I would need to eat 3,500 calories above that. What's tw- I didn't do this math before I hit record. 2,800 plus 3,500. As 33, that's like uh, 6,003. Is that right? 6, 6 to 7,000 calories is what I would have to eat in a day in order to gain one pound of body fat. That's a lot of calories. Um, you can find ways to eat that much food but it would be pretty challenging. And so like if you step on the scale and you see that it's up three pounds, five pounds, seven pounds, I promise you, you didn't eat 15,000 calories yesterday. Uh, What we're talking about here is maybe a little bit of body fat and a lot of those other things that I mentioned. So that's something really important to remember. We can do all this strategizing. I'm going to break down strategies for you in this episode to help you understand how to best manage things. And uh, that's helpful. That's important. But even these strategies that I'm going to outline for you are not going to prevent the scale from going up. The scale is going to go up after a big holiday meal. And that's normal. That's the way your body is supposed to react and it's okay, okay? So that's important to understand that your weight is going to spike up um, and there's nothing you could do about it and you don't need to worry about it. And sure, nobody likes it, but it's what happens <laughs> and, and, and it's going to be fine. Now, what a lot of people do, so I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm gonna talk to you about things I don't want you to do. What a lot of people do when they see that, when they see the scale went up, is they think, well, tomorrow I need to make some changes to fix this. And that leads to slashing calories dramatically the next day, which we don't want to do. I don't want you thinking like, well, I need to eat as little calories as possible for days on end until I see the scale come back down to where it was. You don't need to do that because what I just talked to you through is a lot of that weight is just going to come off by you getting back to a normal routine. You also don't need to go into the gym and do massive amounts of physical activity, massive amounts of workouts, massive amounts of cardio and weightlifting and ab circuits, uh, you know, 10 times more than you normally do uh, to get that weight to come off either. You don't have to do that. Um, That's a big reason why you see so many people in the gym as we get into this holiday season time of year. The, The amount of people in the gym starts to tick up after Thanksgiving, I think a lot of people view it as, oh, people are getting a head start on their New Year's resolutions. I have always thought kind of, yeah, maybe that's a little part of it, but I think more of it is 
a lot of people are having their holiday celebrations and then coming into the gym to burn off the calories that they ate. Like that, that's, I think a lot of people are doing that. Um, and then obviously New Year's comes around the beginning of the year. There's a lot of new New Year's resolution people in there, but then there's still, you know, pr- probably a big chunk of those people doing New Year's resolutions and they're in the gym is because they're trying to burn calories. And a lot of the normal regular people are back in the gym because they're trying to burn calories and you don't have to do that. Okay. You don't have to massively increase the amount of working out that you do to get the scale back to where you want it to go. Um, and the strategies we're going to talk through are going to help you just manage your, your body weight and your body composition well, but it's important to understand that like that stuff is actually going to lead you down a more dangerous path. Oftentimes when you go to the extremes with your training or your nutrition, it leads to a yo-yo type of result. So slashing calories dramatically often leads to then you being super low calorie for several days and then being super high calorie because you feel so restricted that you binge. And then because you binged, you feel bad about it. So you go super low calories again until you can't handle it anymore and you binge again. And then we have this like binge restrict cycle, this yo-yo dieting cycle that's really dangerous. And uh, that that's something we need to avoid and we need to just squash that uh, right at the start here. That's not something that that you're going to do. <laughs> We're not going to allow you to do that. Um, and, you know, physical activity wise too, using exercise as almost like a form of punishment or a form of like fixing, quote unquote, fixing a problem, that's uh, a slippery slope too. That's something that can really ruin your relationship between fitness and food. And again, it's not necessary for all of the reasons I already walked you through, but we don't want to establish bad habits. Like this is already a time of year where people struggle so much with just like maintaining their body weight, their body composition, and their health and fitness goals. We don't want you on top of that to then create new habits and behaviors that are actually dangerous. (laughs) That would be adding more of a problem on top of an already existing problem. So uh, I do not want you to do that. What I do want you to do, no matter how it plays out after a holiday, whether it be Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, whatever, is I just want you to get back to your normal routine. That's all you need to do is just get back to your normal routine. So if you have a big meal, then the next day, okay, it's Monday. What do you normally do on a Monday? What do your calories normally look like? What does your protein normally look like? What workout do you normally do on Monday? We're just going to do those same things. If you get back to the normal routine, typically what happens is your body weight normalizes, your body composition normalizes, and you get back to baseline. Uh, And the strategies we're going to walk through in this episode are going to help you figure out what that routine might be for you. Now, the last thing I want to talk about in terms of things I don't want you to do is I don't want you to go into the holiday holiday season feeling like you have to choose specific foods. Um, like when you have a Thanksgiving dinner, there's going to be a lot of different options food-wise that you can choose from. I don't want you to feel like you can only eat the protein. But while you eat the protein, you're like longing for the stuffing that your mom makes because it's so good. Uh, there are foods for each holiday that you probably only have like once or twice a year and you're probably better off just having them so that you're not building up this bigger and bigger and bigger anticipation or desire or craving for that food that you're not letting yourself have. That's not going to help you. Just have it, enjoy it. And again, get back to the normal routine the next day. Um, 
in addition to like wanting to manage your health and fitness through this period of time, it's important to understand that like this period of time, more than anything, is about celebrating it with your families and friends. Like it's about making memories. It's about enjoying yourself. That's it's a really important time of, of year to do that, and uh, that reigns supreme above all. And there are things we can do to manage it along the way, but that's the most important thing. So, don't feel like you have to fit your diet into, uh, you know, a certain bucket. Don't feel like you have to only eat specific foods at the table. Uh, don't stress it. Just eat what you love, and we'll get back to the routine the next day. And 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 with that, in terms of talking about a routine, uh, let's talk about some of the strategies that you can put in place. All right, number one, I want you to avoid the quote-unquote free-for-all that tends to happen this time of year. And this is really like a mindset strategy more than anything. But what tends to happen this time of year is you have one holiday, often it's Thanksgiving, that kicks off a month to a month and a half of just like throwing all of your goals out the window saying screw it and just thinking I'll fix it after New Year's. I'll fix the problem that I created after New Year's. Um, I don't want you to do that. Obviously, that's going to lead to your body composition tracking in a different way than you wanted to, your health tracking in a different way than you wanted to. And I think simply just reserving your indulgences or you know your big meals for the holiday itself uh, is an easy strategy, is an easy game plan to put in place uh, that can have a big impact. Because you know, let's say you, you got Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. That's three big holidays, and you're also going to have like two to three get-togethers uh, uh, in addition to those. That's what six events over the course of. 30 days or so a month. Um, that's a small percentage of that month. That's not that big. So if you just have like five to six days where you have fun at those things and then you get back to the normal routine after it, you're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. You could let yourself do more or less whatever you want to do in those moments, have fun with it, and then just get back to baseline, get back to the things you normally do. And you'll probably maintain your entire body composition pretty successfully throughout the entirety of the holiday season. Like that, that's the simplest strategy to put into place. Um, what trips people up is a lot of people will, you know, have leftovers hanging around in the fridge, uh, snacks and treats laying around the house, uh, drinks on most nights of the week. And it kind of turns into like a month long binge where you're just feasting and feasting and feasting. And I get it. That's fun. I've been there, done that. But um, that's probably obviously not going to push you in the direction that you want to go or put you in the place that you want to be. So if you can simply just reserve those big meals for the day, for the holiday and the get together or whatever you're doing, that uh, alone can be a really, really effective strategy. Um, and, and just avoiding that, like, screw it, I'll quote, fix it later. Um, you know, <laughs> there's so much packed into that, like, I'll fix the problem later, the problem that I created. We don't need to go down that rope, but like, you don't need to fix anything. You can enjoy yourself and not view it as a problem. You can just enjoy yourself, get back to the normal routine the next day, and uh, like I said, that that's an easy strategy to put into place that can allow you to have a lot of fun, and at the same time, like you're not going to see much of a difference, if any, in terms of how your you know body weight trends or how your body composition changes. 
Strategy number two, we're going to get into a bit more of the details here, but planning ahead is obviously going to be very important. Uh, and this is what I'm doing with my clients right now where, you know, we're quite literally mapping out the next month to month and a half on the calendar. And I would encourage you to do that now. You know, after you're done listening to this episode, uh, you know, print, print out a monthly calendar and literally map out your events, the things that you know you got coming up, whatever you're going to be celebrating. Um, mark it all down on paper so that you can put that down in front of you and visualize it and see all of the opportunities where you are going to have something coming up that you want to participate in, whether it's the celebrating Thanksgiving or another holiday, uh, going out for drinks with your friends, going to dinner, whatever it may be, put that on the calendar so that you can visualize it. And when you can view all of that yourself on paper and put it in a timeline, it can help you identify some trends. And I think that's what's really powerful. Um, so, you know, if you have, um, if you know that like Thanksgiving week, Monday through Wednesday is going to be pretty standard, Thursday and Friday are going to have a couple bigger gatherings and then Saturday and Sunday kind of get back to normal again. Well, then you can do a lot of things with your training schedule and your nutrition protocol to maximize those two days while, you know, help keep things in check on the other five. Um, so that's going to, I help you identify areas that you can get creative uh, with your, you know, training and your nutrition um, to manage your calories, manage your body composition as effectively as you possibly can. Um, and I kind of just mentioned a strategy that, uh, that I really like to use that I wanted to talk about on this episode, which is calorie cycling. So I've talked about this a lot before, um, and uh, I'm not going to go into a super in-depth explanation on what calorie cycling is, but I'll briefly describe it. So in general, calorie cycling is instead of looking at how many calories you eat day to day, you look at how many calories you eat for the entire week. So an easy way to explain that is like, if you want to eat 2000 calories every day, that would be 14,000 calories for the week. You could take that 14,000 number and like break it into pieces and assign different amounts of calories to each individual day. And that would allow you to say for Thanksgiving, have really high calorie days when you're going to be celebrating. So to use that example, I just walked through, if Thursday and Friday of that week are going to be really hot, you want them to be really high calorie days. Well, you can take 3,000, 3,200, 3,500 calories, put it on Thanksgiving, and then have lower calorie days on the other days of the week. And then by the end of the week, as long as it still tallies up to 14,000, which is your normal goal, things will be continuing to track in the right direction. That's that's an easy way to do it. Um, and now, you know, you can go beyond that to have like entire week set maintenance. So if like the whole week of Thanksgiving is going to be one where you got a lot of stuff going on and it's like too complicated to plug and play on each individual day because every day is so different, just bump bump everything up to maintenance. Uh, and like, so I, I mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, I maintain on about 2,800 calories, which means... I could just eat 2,800 calories for the entire week. And then, you know, if, if after Thanksgiving week, I want to get back into a calorie deficit, then I would just drop my calories back down and everything would be good. Um, so, you know, something to understand is whether you use maintenance or calorie cycling or anything else, uh, the scale will go up. And for a lot of those reasons we already talked about, you're going to, you know, have more water weight, have more food weight in your system. If you do some high calorie days or a high calorie week, even when your calories drop back down, you're going to see it's going to take a few days for your weight to normalize. But if you do things the right way, 
and if you stick to the numbers that you set for yourself, uh, you absolutely uh, will see that your body weight normalizes over time. Uh, so that's an easy way to kind of plan ahead. And, and I'm using Thanksgiving a lot as an example here because it's coming up. It's two weeks from today. Um, but you can do this for any other holiday or really any other like life event. If, if down the road in the spring, like my birthday is in March, Maybe for my birthday this year, I want to have like a high calorie weekend to just enjoy myself. Well, I could set that up ahead of time and have lower calorie days earlier in the week to lead up to it. So you can use that type of strategy at any time of year. Um, but I think this is one of the times of year that it, it makes the most sense and it's the most impactful because it not only helps you manage your health and fitness, but at the same time allows you to really enjoy these moments, which again, like I said, is the most important thing that you could be doing this time of year. Okay, the third and final strategy is going to be about the the holiday or the event itself. So what you can do on that day, and we'll continue using Thanksgiving as an example. Um, but things you could do on that day to help it that day be a success. So we've already talked about how you can allocate a ton of calories to a day like Thanksgiving so that you can really enjoy yourself. Um, but then beyond that, you know, you can make really slight adjustments or reductions during that day around whenever the gathering is or the big meal is going to happen um, to just help you continue to manage your diet and your goals as effectively as possible and also maximize that moment. So, um, you know, an easy one would be like having a smaller breakfast or a smaller lunch because you know you're going to have a much larger dinner than usual at night. Super easy. And I, that's seems logical, basic, like, hey, Chris, thanks for the not at all groundbreaking information. I get it. But like, I don't think a lot of people understand how impactful very small reductions can be. Because if you think before dinner throughout the day, you normally have a breakfast, a lunch and a snack at some point. Well, if you just get rid of the snack, that's probably two to 300 calories of a snack. Uh, And if you maybe reduce a little bit from your breakfast and your lunch, that could be another four to 500 calories that you pull out of your diet. And then all of a sudden you've got like, I don't know, six, 700 calories uh, that you essentially that you quote saved earlier in the day. And you can uh, have even that much more flexibility to enjoy yourself uh, for that Thanksgiving dinner or that big meal for whatever the holiday it is that you're, you're celebrating. That's an easy one. Um, Some people even like to do fasting. I will say I am not a big fan of this personally. And I have found a lot of people with fasting, it's it's like feast or famine, which, you know, no pun intended. But uh, a lot of times with fasting, I don't even want to say a lot of times, sometimes with fasting, um, it's just not suited for the individual. So it depends on how you handle fasting. If you haven't tried it before, um, it might be hard to try it for the first time on uh, on the upcoming holiday. But you know, sometimes when people fast, they get so unbelievably hungry that it really spins off the rails when you get that opportunity to eat. And it also kind of can, depending on, you know, your psychology around this stuff, um, almost make it feel like you're gearing up for a binge or something like that. And we do not want that. So if you have a bad relationship with fasting, then I would obviously say do not use it. But some people can just skip breakfast have some coffee, make it until lunchtime or an early dinner, and then feel fine and be able to really enjoy that. So that's also an option. And it's similar to the, you know, small adjustments and reductions that I mentioned, where it just helps you build in a bit more flexibility for that meal that you're about to have. Um, Anything that you do before the meal, 
is going to build in more flexibility. Pretty straightforward and simple. Uh, and then I would say, you know, when you're at the event, the holiday gathering or, or whatever it may be, um, you could try to just keep what you eat to that meal itself. Because oftentimes, like the the big, the, 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 the popular foods, the things that you're looking forward to the most are <clears throat> specific to the actual meal. It's not like the snacks that are laying around. It's not the cheese and crackers on the table, uh, you know, or the pretzels or the chips and dip. It's not that stuff, but that stuff is there, right? It's not the candy and the bowl or the chocolate. It's the, the, the turkey, the, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, it's that stuff. Uh, but you can get kind of carried away by having all of those snacks that aren't really necessarily like a, an emotional connection to you with the holiday itself. Um, so, you know, if you can just limit those, I'm not saying don't have them because you want to be able to participate. You want to be able to enjoy yourself, but just be cognizant of how much you're having of those. That's helpful too. Awareness, being mindful of the things that you eat is often very impactful uh, in terms of you know weight management and managing your body composition. And then this last one should should <laughs> it should hopefully go as no surprise, but I think a lot of people actually look to the holidays as an opportunity to do this. This being eating to the point of pain and discomfort, uh, we, I, obviously, just try not to do that, okay? And and that's something that um, I associated Thanksgiving with for the longest time. I like got really excited about uh, eating until I was in pain because I love the food so much. And over time, that pain and discomfort, it's just like, eh, not that much fun to deal with. And uh, the next few days, often, mm, aren't that much fun to deal with, uh, you know, as you try to digest all of that food. So, you know, be mindful of that as well. Be aware of that as well. Don't try to eat to the point of pain and discomfort because that's not the point of the holiday, right? The point of the holiday is gathering together with the people that you love and enjoying a meal, but not enjoying the meal to the point of making yourself like puke. That's not, that's not why we celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like that. So uh, if you can avoid that, <laughs> that will certainly help you. And again, those are just some things that you can do uh, to try and manage the holiday uh, as effectively as you possibly can. Now I'll give you one last strategy, uh, a fourth and final one. You know, oftentimes having a coach during this period of time is really helpful. And obviously that's what I do. I coach people all over the world uh, with their fitness and nutrition goals, their training and nutrition, their health and fitness goals. Uh, I work with people to build muscle, to burn fat, uh, to improve their body composition and do so in a sustainable way. And like I've mentioned throughout this episode, uh, to, to help take a lot of the guesswork out of things by doing the planning for my clients and helping them uh, just have a good game plan that they have confidence in. They can just show up, put in the work, know what they're doing is working. And uh, if you feel like that would be something that would help you as we navigate into really the toughest time of year, um, I would love to help you out. So there's going to be a link to my coaching page in the show notes of this episode. Uh, feel free to click over there. And check out what coaching is like. I also have like a bunch of client testimonials uh, listed on my website that you can read about. You know some of what uh, the folks I work with uh, have achieved and and are achieving. And. Uh, amazing people with amazing results. I feel very, very fortunate to work with every single person uh, that I work with. So uh, if that's of interest to you, if you think that would be helpful, head over to my coaching page and you can submit an application. If you do that, then I will follow up with you directly and we can talk a bit more about your goals uh, and talk about what a program might look like for you. Uh, so 
please click over if that sounds of interest to you. And I would love to talk to you more about, uh, you know, what you got coming up and how I might be able to, to help. And like I said, as we get into 2024, it sounds so weird to say that as we get into 2024, uh, Prices for coaching will be increasing. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in getting some help, I would highly encourage you to do that before uh, the prices go up. And um, yeah, once they go up, they're not coming back down. So, just something to be aware of. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you if that is something that you would be interested in. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Like I said, I got a lot of good stuff coming up. So make sure that you are subscribed and um, make sure you leave a rating or review if you found this podcast episode helpful. Uh, as always, I really, really appreciate you being here and I look forward to talking you talking to you in the next one. Uh, so until then, have a great day and I will talk to you again soon.